What's the the Mets and the Phillies just set a bench clearing brawl? What? Oh, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I love baseball fights. Baseball fights are better than anyone else. And I never understand why no one runs into these huge frays with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> because it's called murder. People of the world, welcome to TSP, That Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. I am joined by Josh and John and Chris and Jesse. We are pleased as punch to come to you this evening, which is, this will be released on Sunday. Are you reading this off your screen? <laughs> no, it'll be released on Sunday, May 2nd. We're recording on it. Totally natural. Friday, <laughs> April 30th. Uh, we're one day removed from the New England Patriots drafting uh, Mac Jones with the 15th pick, uh, the heir apparent to to Tom Brady, because um, Cam Newton is not getting it done, let's be honest. Oh, I'm just going to read so a few uh, stats, and then you guys feel free to jump in here. Mac <laughs> Jones, uh, last year with the Alabama Crimson Tide, ever heard of them? <laughs> National champs. Roll Tide. He completed 774 percent of his passes which is a division one ncaa football record he threw 41 touchdowns four interceptions that's a good ratio tremendous ratio 4500 passing yards which is an alabama school record and that's even better than another alabama quarterback tua tunga Laivoa. how do you say it john i can't even tunga viola thank you it's better than him uh, he has a 4.0 GPA. That's grade point average. He had, he had a double major when he went to Alabama. So he's smart. So you're um, reading this because I guarantee you, you had no idea of any of these stats before the Patriots selected him. Irrelevant. He's, uh, <laughs> tell you what, what were the majors? What were the majors? I, Communications. I no, no, he's a smart guy. Sharp, as Josh Theology? Wait, Sharp oh, he's got a theology degree? Is that what you're telling me? No, he's he so does. smart, he's got a theology degree. And I'll cheer for him Impressive even harder. Fuckers. <laughs> anyway, he... Listen, uh, the greatest player to come out of Alabama is Forrest Gump. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. There's, there's, that guy's got the yardage record for the entire SEC. If we're gonna kick off, if we're gonna kick off the Mac Jones debate. I'm, I'm ready. So let's hear this. Well, Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots, he said that Mac Jones, out of all the quarter quarterbacks, his strengths are the following: accuracy and smart decision decision making, which is exactly what Bill Belichick values in a quarterback. So, plan the parade. Title I'm number so seven. Surprised he's not, he didn't go as the number one pick then. With all with what you're yeah. saying, I'm so surprised <laughs> that, Jack, right that he lap. fell all the way down there with with all those teams with the need of the quarterbacks. That man. Well, he, he just might, fell he that might be far. the best out That's of all just, five, John. He might. Please. The bandwagons in Massachusetts are duck boats. That's all I gotta say. The bandwagons in Massachusetts are duck boats. Quack, we'll quack. see. We'll see in the next two to three seasons. Mac Jones is on his way out, or he's just regulated to holding that clipboard. No, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah. You're way off, John. He's, You're way off. Belichick and McDaniel's will coach him up. He's gonna kill it. Yeah, because right McDaniel's has a great track record with quarterbacks like yeah. Tim Tebow. Tom Brady, ever heard mm-hmm. of him? 
Yeah, you ever heard of Tim Tebow? Uh, yeah, he's trying out yeah. for uh, the Jags. Yeah, Josh McDaniels <laughs> was the heir apparent to Denver's situation uh, problem at quarterback when McDaniels took over for the Broncos. Why didn't the Broncos draft anybody? Well, I, well, yeah, I think because, well, you got Teddy Bridgewater, right? So I don't think there is a, there is still a need and you got, um, uh, who was uh, Drew Locke? I could, I think was. That's right. right. So you got Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I think I don't know the exact contract for maybe at least for next season. You know, he'll get the job done. Not not like a like a stellar quarterback, but he'll definitely get the job done. Like he's he's a starter. So then you you wait and see what comes out at the next round, right? Why why risk it right now? I was surprised though. Yeah. That being said, I was surprised. I was really uh, surprised because I really in my mock draft I had Denver trading up. That's wow, why I did have yeah. Mac Jones falling down to you guys. But John, you're very happy with your. I'll go one by one here. You're happy with your Dolphins picks in the oh, first round, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, so I was saying that they like with with 18th pick, I really wanted a Gene Harris, a G. I think this is Harris, the running back. But I, I knew it wasn't going to happen because go, going on the defensive after picking a wide receiver first made made sense. Yeah. I just was that was just what I wanted. But like, I'm I have a lot of trust in Chris Greer um, as the GM. And the decisions he's making because he's very patient. He's being very patient <clears throat> with this rebuild. I uh, was very patient with Tua last year. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy. And then in the second round, just picked up a safety and then another offensive tackle. Uh, it's a so big goal. So, absolutely. Fins up. I am, fins up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Let's go, to, let's go to Chris. Chris, I think maybe your Bears made the biggest splash of the first round. They went yes, after the night. They got, they got their man, Justin Fields. What do you think of that, Chris? Oh, I, I think it's going to be great. And it, yeah, you know, we're going to see in, you know, three, four years what happens. <laughs> I think that this time around, the Bears should be looking at a more longer term plan with the quarterback. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, Justin's, Justin Fields' think, tape is is so good. He, oh, yeah, he looks amazing. Great. Yeah, It's great. And he's going to fit in with a younger team with the Bears. And, you know, now, now the NFC North is completely wide open. So that'll be um, that'll be a really interesting to watch that play out this year and next well, year. Well, I would just say this, Chris. Like, I don't. I wouldn't say it's completely wide open because the Lions still suck. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey. But yes, let's, the, let's the Bears in, uh, are the Bears happy. are. Let's bring in Josh to talk about his Lions. Josh, are you happy with your Lions draft oh. pick? Yeah, plan the parade. We're gonna go 2025. We're on track. Penn A Sewell, what a steal at Sewell. seven, huh? Yeah, what yeah. A, yeah, big boy, ready to go. It's too bad Stafford left. We finally got protection for him. But, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, golf sucks. Like really sucks. I don't know why you hate on the guy. I, you know what? What did he ever do? Did he beat your Patriots? Did he? No, he actually lost to the Patriots. Brady? Thank you for bringing understand. it up. He lost in the Super Bowl. So why uh, do you hate him so much? Couple of years he almost ago. won, or he no, he's terrible. Foolish. You watch him. You, I, I'll give you five weeks watching him. You'll come to the same conclusion. Well, if, the Lions, if if Sewell takes his career all the way with the Lions, he's he's a for sure all of famer. He's a saint. He has that what he is. He has a potential. So, yeah, that pick for you guys, Josh. That's that's fantastic. I I would say it, it would be almost close to being the steal of the draft just because. <laughs> I really thought the Bengals would have taken him just to protect Joe Burrow. I think, you know, mm. so I didn't think he was going to be there for you. Um, 
a lot of people had even uh, even the Dolphins taking him, and I was kind of glad just because I wanted to see more offensive power. So yeah, that was a man. Yeah, that that was a great pick. That was a great pick. But definitely steal the night was the Bears and Justin yeah. Fields. Going that from was, pick twenty yeah. was it up to eleven to get yeah. uh, to get? How Justin nervous Fields. were you? Oh, Vikings was, there just before. Oh, like, I was so nervous. I thought, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. snag Mac Jones yeah. at fourteen. Yeah, they but didn't trade out. I, I thought they, they would have. They love Kirk Cousins that much, I guess. Man, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. You know, Mac Jones. Yeah. He will fit that Patriot system for sure. Um, I'll put yep. on my football hat. Taken away from this, this is not a Patriot podcast. So I don't think I don't, Belichick uh, does good with quarterbacks, though. I think no, he only won six titles. I will say this: the NFL and the, <laughs> think, and the quarterback situations are changing. Uh, whereas you don't necessarily, you can't always rely on a pocket passer. You need your quarterback to be more mobile. So that's where I'm just a little like, interesting. Yeah, Again, I'll say Tom Brady has seven championships as a pocket passer. He's doing mm-hmm. pretty well. But his teammates, his teammates help him out a lot. Like those refs are just fantastic when, <laughs> yeah. when, uh, when Brady's playing. I'm just going to come back to the same thing because, uh, you know, we'll talk about how great Bill Belichick is and Tom Brady over and over again. But the thing is, is that. Uh, Everything that Tom Brady has done since he left New England just shows me, hands down, that there was like, I don't know, some sort of Stockholm syndrome. Like, like it, it's like he's a kid who's just, it's, it's the, you know, the abusive father and he's finally gone off on his own and he's like, you wow. know, getting drunk in public and like, you know, tweeting at his ex-girlfriends, wishing them a happy birthday. It's like he's doing everything that Daddy Bill would not let him do, you know? I don't know. Did, did you hear? Did you see the um, live stream thing they had with a bunch of celebs and ex-players? Michael Strahan, Kevin Hart, Tom Brady. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Julian Edelman and Brady. Brady said, to prove your point, Chris, he said that Edelman, he said, uh, yeah, Edelman's not retired. He said, he said, Jules, you just didn't you didn't want to tell Bill that you that you wanted to move down to Tampa. Yeah. He said yeah, you, exactly. you just couldn't tell Bill. Yeah. So, maybe, now he just yeah, exactly. He's airing it all out. He knows. Everyone knows. Sounds well, like Mac's gonna love playing for Bill. With all oh, yeah. oh, airing yeah. it all out. <laughs> What, what about Aaron Rodgers? Basically, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good, Chris. It's good. Yeah. Go with it. Basically telling everyone that there's no way he's ever going back to uh, to Green Bay before he even says, I'm not going back to Green Bay. He, you know, I don't know. Yeah, he, says he says he's going he's gonna to retire because Green Bay is adamant we're not going to trade him. And uh, he says he's going to retire. And you know what? He's got that gig. Post in jeopardy now, down locked. So, yeah, he'll, be, he'll be sick of that in six months. How can you? Well, yeah, exactly, right. But like the reigning MVP, yeah, like Green Bay, again. they drafted for MVP is reigning MVP. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's just, but it's more on the Packers to be like, yeah, he's your guy. But you draft a quarterback last year in the first round, who is it was all signals that he is going to be the replacing Aaron Rodgers, right? But I don't the have interesting much sympathy fact. for Aaron is be, because it's the exact same scenario as Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. It's the exact same scenario, and Aaron was the guy. Yeah, but what did Brett Favre do? 
he well, retired he, and, went and then to he went to go when he went they <laughs> say he was retired then he went to minnesota right, then right. He went, so yeah you're absolutely right because there is a there is the stat is bart Starr played 16 season for the green bay packers the next great quarterback for the green bay packers brad Favre, played 16 seasons the next one after that is aaron Rodgers, and he just finished his 16 season Ooh, right so really? yeah yeah they're so who knows but i think he's going to get traded you say that now as the Packers. You say, we are not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. He's our guy. That's that's what you just say right now. Everyone says that. But then you see, you know, I, I think he's going to get traded. Aaron Rodgers will play next year. My, I, my hope is that he'll play next year. I don't think he'll play for Green Bay. And then I think Aaron Rodgers will be playing for any team. He and can't he, play for Green Bay. He who's can't go back. And, he can't go and back. Absolutely. They can't let him retire. So if they let him retire, the first question is going to be from the first reporter on the first media day on the first day of training camp is why'd you let Aaron Rodgers retire? If he stays, it's going to be the first question out of the first reporter's mouth on the first day of training camp. You know, how come you stayed? You want to leave. If they don't trade him, if like if he retires, they get nothing for him. If they trade him, then they're at least going to get something for him in the end. Like yeah. trading Aaron Rodgers is their only out because they're at least not going to be left holding the bag. He retires, they're left holding the bag. Yeah, that, that's why I think in Green Bay, Green Bay is the only team that doesn't have a owner. There's no one particular person that owns oh, the, Green, right. uh, on the Green yeah. Bay Packers, right? So when you go to Green Bay, like Green Bay, no matter where you fall with Detroit, Minnesota, with Chicago, all that, but Green Bay is, you know, not the, I wouldn't the, say the back of football, but that own, is like the fans for football, own shares in the ownership. Yeah, it doesn't right? matter where you fall in the, on your team align. Like you go, like Green Bay is the place to play. Like that's where you know historically it's for, it's called the Lumbar a Lumbar, sorry, Lombardi Trophy for Lumbar, the sakes. Lumbar Trophy. Yeah, yeah. Lumbar. I guess I, I guess I was chopping too much wood today. So but your Lumbar, <laughs> I don't understand the reference. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so going back there, not just the reporters, but after, you know, loyal fans, a huge loyal fan base, right? You can't. And so Chris is actually right. You got to get something or you do let him retire and he maybe takes the year and come. I don't know. Right. But I don't think I don't see that scenario. I see that he will be traded by the start of the season, but he won't be playing for Green Bay. But again, I don't know. I'm no, I'm no beat writer. That's just because well, I, I would love to see him. Play. I'm excited to get him out of the the. Uh, so the Lions don't have to face him anymore. The so. NFC North. Yeah, yeah, but but you Get still right have to face. But you still have to face uh, Kirk Cousins, Ooh. Justin Fields. Kirk Cousins not a problem. Justin a problem. Fields might be a problem. No. So, so Jesse, after yes, after yesterday's first rounds, which uh, which team did you decide is going to be your favorite team from now on? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's pretty high on Mac oh, Jones. I'm sorry I didn't come to you. You had your video off, and I forgot about. Sorry, I forgot about it's you. It's all good, man. It's yeah. all good. And the football guys talk football. Uh, no, I'm not a big Mac Step Jones fan. Away I, from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I too far? Am I too? Is it too loud? You sound like Chopper Six. <laughs> <laughs> so the Go Jays. Um, no, I, I'm not. I, I'm not sold on Mac Jones. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's going to be your savior, Al. I apologize, but. Um, I don't know. My favorite You're thing forgiven. was uh, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to Kyle Pitts. See what that's going to look like. Yeah, seems seems to be look like it's going to be fun. And uh, are you gonna, are you going to be a Falcons fan? Are you a Falcons fan? Are you a Falcons fan this year? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. 
No, I, I'll st- I don't even know. I guess I'll stick with the Ravens. I don't know. I, I have no... You know what? Where's, uh, where's Buddy QB going to becoming a tight end with the with the Jesus... Uh, the Je- Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I like Tim Tebow. He's, he's, a, he's a fun cat, so... We'll see. I'll be uh, looking forward to watching him and seeing what he's about. Uh, you're, you're hip to his jive? A, I'm hip to his jive, yeah. He's just a fun funny. Cat. I just like, you know, I'm football. I like football. I don't have a team. I'm not super invested in it. Uh, I like watching it. I enjoy it as like, um, I enjoy the strategy. I enjoy the, the stuff, but I like just specific players watching them. And Kyle Pitts and Tim Tebow will be two players that I enjoy watching. Okay. So maybe a Jags fan. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, no, I haven't found that thing, you know. I haven't found that like that thing that's just like, oh, this is going to be my team because of yeah. this one thing. Come over to New England. It's called winning. That's the one thing. They oh, win. I just can't do oh, it. I can't you do it. Gotta be it's kidding like the me. Evil Empire, man. It's like being a Yankees fan or something. Like you just can't. I can't do it. Although it'd be a nice for change from being a Flames fan. It'd be nice to support a winning team for Speaking once. of the Flames, let's go to this segment yeah. about the NHL. The Flames are four points behind the Habs. And you guys I'm, have a game in hand. I'm terrified. Jess, is that your phone that keeps with the dinging? Can you put yeah, it you on the, silent? Yeah, I can put it on silent. It was that Tyler Tafoe just scored. So there you go. Are you, good on your, are you telling like me you get, push noti- you get push notifications for when there's goals scored? I get push notifications for all, Alerts, everything in the NHL. Everything. Yeah. 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 Tyler Toffoli, 26th of the season. 26, buddy. Yeah. So that's wow. not good. Looks like they're going to beat the Jets tonight, which I was really hoping for. Game's not over. Jets victory, but uh, it's pretty close. But yeah, your flames are nipping at the Habs' heels. Yeah. You, I don't you dismissed know. them like three weeks ago, and now they might Here's, catch the uh, Habs and make the playoffs. I think it's Marstrom. I think a lot of it, they have really solid goaltending. <laughs> And they just have a good, uh, very similar to the Canadians. They just have like a solid four line team, right? Like they're, they don't have a lot of weakness. They don't have a lot of like, like power, like the, like, yeah. like uh, the Jets or like the Leafs, but they got a solid four lines. I don't know. To be honest with you, I'd love to see them get in, obviously, but I feel like the Canadians will have a better chance against the Leafs than the Flames would. That's I so think, kind. Uh, Thanks, Jeffs. I say, I still think both teams will get crushed by the Leafs, but. Josh does think Josh thinks the Habs are going to beat the Leafs. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. What's up? No, he does. No. Josh seven thinks... game series not happening. They could pull off a game or two, but <clears throat> uh, I don't. I don't think. I think obviously the heavy favorite's going to be Toronto on that, but I do think there is a scenario where uh, the Montreal does win because yeah. of Corey Perry. I think Perry plays really well in the playoffs. He takes it to another. It all depends on what they can do, but there there is a scenario out there. Um, Josh Anderson. We'll see, but I am like I do think the heavy favorites the the Toronto Maple Leafs, but for sure, obviously, to come out of the North, they're like, did they have they clinched? I think they've clinched already. So yeah, they have. Yeah. Um. So this shows is it in a row that Connor McDavid has scored a point in a period? Oh yeah, I saw I saw that today. That's consecutive periods. The guy is so good. Isn't Vegas on like a ten game winning streak too? Like the the Golden Knights haven't lost. I see how like you changed the subject very quickly, Josh. Yeah, that was great, Josh. Well, Jesus, well done. In your face, Josh. Jesus is good. We'll see. See what he can do in the playoffs. 
yeah, Vegas, Vegas is just a proof that this whole expansion draft thing like works and works well. Let's jump into the the Kraken stuff here. You know, here, here's our here's our segment. Well, they did get announced today. Like they're you know they're they're able to like do some draft work too, right? So um, it's a pretty exciting time. This expansion draft is going to be pretty interesting. I think so. What's interesting <laughs> is that the Golden Knights are exempted from, uh, like, all their players are protected. That's um, bullshit. Oh, see, I, yeah, I they, didn't realize that. They can't, they, that's, yeah, that's they, don't, they don't have to. Yeah, they, I they hate can't it. can't touch anybody in the night. I think it's well, Josh, what are, this, this is our segment, uh, yeah. the, the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. And explain to us, Josh, how many players can each team, uh, do they, where they, who they can't protect? Is it five or is it eight or what is it? Uh, what is it? It's uh, eight skaters and a goalie, or seven forwards and three D and a goalie. It depends what they want to, how they want to break it up. So they have like, like teams have two different options. So they like your best bet. You'll see that people keep seven, protect seven skaters, three defense, and one goalie. I think it's going to be. It's more like the Kings are going to protect their prospects. They're probably Jonathan Quick's going to be open. Jonathan Quick. Yeah, they, Jonathan Quick and Holtby. They could be a they could have a duo there with Quick yeah. and Holpe. So, but teams with like the two goalie system, I think the Leafs are kind of the the most interesting team. Like what they're going to do, who they're going to protect. That's going to be that's a bigger question. Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Like it, it's always good. Like this I think time I think look Justin Hall. I think they're going to give up Justin Hall. Well, I mean, who do you like goalie wise? Let's talk about Anderson or Campbell, right? Who do you protect? You can only protect one goalie. So I think it depends on. This yeah, I mean that depends on the one. playoffs, right? Yeah. That's yeah. going to be. But yeah, with with teams with wagons <laughs> I, like yeah. the Leafs, honestly, I think it, it looks very similar to like when Vegas when Vegas did their expansion, they ended up getting a ton of decent wingers, some good defensemen. Obviously, they got Mark Andre Fleury, and it looks very similar. Like it's going to be like lots of decent wingers. They might get Matt Dumba. They might get Cal Foot. Probably Andreas Johansson. Probably uh, JVR. Like, uh, yeah, very similar. I still, I don't think the team will be quite as strong as Vegas, but. Well, like the, uh, I, the idea is when you're starting a team, you have no development. And I think that's why Vegas has been exempted, right? Because they still haven't really established a strong development. I mean, so, they've been in the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, but, they? but they haven't developed yeah. any players of their own. Like they haven't been able yeah. to draft and develop. They don't even have a farm team or they're still tra- establishing the AHL team or whatever it is. Okay. right? So, so that's why. So when you look at the crack, I think they're going to go for a lot of young players with potential to develop further. And you know, like, like as a Kings fan, I'm still choked about McNabb. Like that was a that was annoying. Like I don't know why we protected Jake Muzzin over McNabb. He turned out to be a way better defenseman. So it's like you got to look at the players. Sorry, you that are think gonna... McNabb is a way better defenseman than Jake Muzzin? Absolutely. Yep. No. Yep. Oh yes, no, oh yes. Not. No, you. No, you were like a top four defenseman. You were saying top that Mu- four. No, I thought you were saying that Muzzin was better than McNabb. No, you were making no, the opposite no, point. No, I would have liked them to see Muzzin go. Muzzin could have. Muzzin is better than McNabb. You would have, you'd rather. I think have, that's true. You'd I'd rather, rather have, have Muzzin. Muzzin on your team than McNabb. Way more experience. Way more. Uh, McNabb is. You know, his hands are suspect. Yeah, yeah I, I think Muzzin's better than McNabb. No, yeah. no, you guys are wrong. Um, I guess we haven't. I haven't watched many Kings games. Though. Yeah, it's fine. I've watched some Leaf games this year, and but Muzzin's all I right. I think that's that's the thing. You got to look. That's at interesting. That you're talk, Josh, you're talking about like that. You think they're going to try to develop prospects? I think if the San Jose Sharks leave somebody like Brent Burns open 
or Eric Carlson going, how could you not? How could you resist? Well, you'll pick up a few big guys, but you got to look at long term. Like, well, Brent Burns might be decent. He's got a few more years, right? But you also, you know, like, are you going to pick up Dustin Brown? Because he's good. He's he's got a heck of stats this year, but I don't know. I mean, the thing with Dustin Brown is it it wouldn't take much for him to fall off. So, guys, let's go into a segment on uh, jerseys in sports. What are some of the worst looks ever? Ugliest. Ugliest sin jerseys. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think we'll put up a poll along with this on uh, on the website again after the after the huge outpouring of support for Saskatoon in the uh, on the poll on the website this week about the expansion cities. Saskatoon's uh, leading it, and then who? Yes, Chris? Saskatoon led led it. Uh, close second was Hamilton, and then uh, Halifax came in third. Wow! I was the only one who voted for, uh, uh, you know, another Midwestern team, the um, the Arrows, or what were they called? The Scouts, the Kansas City Scouts. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted them to bring back the Kansas City Scouts, but I think I was the only person who even voted on that one. So yeah, we'll. we'll We'll put up some of the examples of some ugly ass jerseys, but I would uh, say, uh, if anything, it speaks to our lack of uh, Quebecois listeners. We got to get some get some more uh, French listeners because uh, I think uh, Quebec City would be a, a good argument to make. But uh, yeah, I guess that just speaks to. So maybe we could do some segments in French for that, Jess. Yeah, well, do you, you and you and Josh can both speak French, right? It's very little. We. Oui. Josh can Josh can speak. Okay, so what are some of these Gracias. ugly jerseys? <laughs> we got uh, maybe I'll, I'll lead it off. The Phoenix Coyotes, the original Phoenix Coyotes, pretty ugly. I don't mind it. I was all right. It's it was like ugly. Christmas colors, right? It was like I don't know. Yeah, it was Navajo Christmas colors. That's what that was. <laughs> it was it was it was turquoise and orange. Oh, really? Oh, way off. That, way off. That uh, that Oilers jersey, where it was just like uh, like a meteor with a block. Oh, a, yeah. I, I don't even know what that was. was. Was that an eye? Was that a puck? Oh, the uh, yeah, oil drop terrible. one or whatever it was. Oh, but is yeah. that what it was, an oil drop? I think so. But, yeah, you're right. It was pretty ugly. I mean, at, at least they had good colors with that. It was like navy and white. But, yeah, it was an ugly jersey. What oh, about man. the what about the Islanders one? Remember the uh, oh, I'm trying to remember. It was like this teal and orange, and it was like a it was like a Islander with a fisherman's hat. Yeah, on. That wasn't bad. They had that the was fisherman horrendous. on there in the '90s. Oh, it was all right. Got to change it up a little bit. The Alexi Ashen days. If we're gonna talk terrible jerseys, like you gotta you gotta think the original Raptors jersey just just stank. With that Barney on the the Barney Raptor, the purple Raptor on the on the front of it. Wait, was it like purple the, or red? The, no, it was purple. The original was one was purple. purple. They couldn't even sell them in stores. They ended up having to shuffle them off to Zellers. <laughs> the jerseys, the jersey that Kyle Lowry wore, the Damon Stoudemire one at the parade, right? That one, the original. Yeah. So you mean the Damon Stoudemire original jersey? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, it was an homage to to Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and. and- all, I think it's all, good, like all just of that early of the, Raptors merchandise that went with it. That like Isaiah Thomas tried to 
make super cool. Just it was just terrible. And the Grizzlies. The, those, oh, I like the Grizzlies. You like the Grizzlies? Yeah, you were a kid. You know what I mean? You you how so you're discrediting a child's opinion? On jerseys, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think I've ever seen like a washed Grizzlies hat. They're always dirty. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah. So jerseys, Josh. You got any ugly ones? I'm just looking up here. I'm, I know, I'm also like, I think the uglier the better. Sometimes, you know, sometimes well, it's not bad. Like the Kings have had some pretty ugly. They had one that was like a a lion with a crown. You ever seen that one? Oof, that's a rough one. Yeah, um, there was there was another weird, almost like Burger King looking one where the king was just oh, with the the, the actual king. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, the, that was terrible. Yeah. Um, the original Nashville Predators was pretty gross. The uh, do you remember the Atlanta Thrashers in the Kovalchuk days? That was a pretty ugly jersey. These are a lot of hockey think, jerseys. What do you guys think about those Miami Heat jerseys? I thought they were too much. I thought it was a little too much. Oh, the Miami Vice versions? Yeah, yeah I thought it was a little too much for me. The Mavs have gone through some terrible some terrible jerseys as well. Some real suspect choices on the Dallas Mavericks part. Mm. Milwaukee in general just has bad colors, don't they? The Bucks, the Brewers, come on. They just yeah, I like I like the Brewers look now, but yeah, they have had some I agree. And what does the Brewers had, look now? Is it not like blue and yellow? I think they're back yeah, no, they're back to like navy and yellow, but they've got a good logo. It's like the M B, but it's like it also is in the shape of a glove with a ball. Anyway, it's a good logo. But that sounds like their old logo. <laughs> It is their own logo. Oh, but it, okay. That, I think that's a really good logo. I think that. Anyway, we're spitballing here. Do you remember so the, the Habs have a C with an H in the middle? Oh, it's it's iconic. <laughs> it's it's one of the best. Any original six hockey jersey looks great. I think we're just conditioned to think it looks great. I don't know if it actually does. I mean, the Habs did have an ugly one a few years ago. They wore this like. It, it had the letter C-A-C, and it was a maple leaf. Um, and they had these, like, striped blue, red, and white, but, like, this really busy striped jersey that was pretty, pretty ugly. I've never been a fan of the pinstripe in, in baseball either. I think that looks ridiculous. Really? Which one, Josh? The pinstripe. I don't like the pinstripe, like, uh, for the, well, all those old teams. You don't like the Yankees pinstripe? It's no. another iconic look. Oh, no. Man, I, I think the pinstripe looks so sharp. No, the Yankees pinstripe when the when the Mets crack out their pinstripes. Although I think the Mets when they go gray, that's that's the better jerseys. Yeah, same with the Jays. I prefer when the Jays go with the grays. That's my favorite Jays look. You guys seen the uh, the horrible Canadian tuxedo uh, um, jerseys that Team Canada is going to be wearing? No. Like the, the, yeah. So Team Canada has been they've uh, for like the Olympics. So all Canadian athletes are given like these denim jackets that just look brutal. Anyways, it's a big controversy out there. So it actually looks like a denim jacket. That's what it's the all, jersey it's is. It's all denim. Yeah, it's like denim, and they've got like it's supposed to look like Canadian graffiti all over the denim, and it just looks horrible. John, you got any ugly jerseys? Any jerseys? The one jersey I really don't like is uh, the throwback Pittsburgh Steeler jersey. The Bumblebee look. Oh, yeah. I hate that look. Yeah. Like, uh, that's that's one that that's I really don't call. like. 
<laughs> yeah, that that that's a pretty bad one. But then I find if you eat a lot of well, not all, but when you go really retro like that, you get some awful colors of the brown and yellows and all that stuff. Do you remember Pigskin Pete used to wear those? Uh, that pigskin type Pete. Thing. Well, that deserves an yeah. explanation. Who's so pigskin? Pigskin Pete? Pete is. Um, so there's uh, there's been three iterations or like people who have been pigskin Pete at Hamilton Tie Cat home games, and uh, and what they do they they're like the hype man for uh, for for the team, but it, it's like an everyman. So. Uh, you know the, it's the like first unofficial mascot. It, oh, so he's yeah. the guy that does the Oscar Meyer. With the hat, yeah, yeah, the Oscar movie, yeah, 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 that's yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the first guy did it till he died. <laughs> he was that like was 80. good. The second yeah. guy did it till he died, and then they put out a contest. And then the guy who's doing it now, he's like a thirty-year-old guy. I'm just curious, Josh, oh, really? just, just for cool. the fun of this. Do you yeah, yeah. do you know part of the uh, Oski Wee Wee? Was it Oski Wee Wee, Oscar Wawa, Tigers Eat 'em Raw, something like that? That's pretty close. Yeah, just one so, line, I'm, but you pretty much had that. You know, my dad yeah, took me to a, a Tie Cats game, and I still have the coin, the coin from the coin flip. He got us all. Look at all this memorabilia you have: the the Luke Robitaille puck and the Hamilton Tie Cat coin. One thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds. That is a terrible <laughs> arena, though. Can we talk? Like, I remember. No, Ivor wins. First of all, like, it's no longer here. there, which is a shame. <laughs> oh, is that right? So it's totally okay. different. It's Tim Hortons Field. But Ivor win is is iconic and classic. And it it's supposed to be like that. But it's supposed to be like that. It was, it was a bench a, with it numbers. Beautiful. So Absolutely. There. And it was oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Even, it was beautiful. Even, the, even the box seats, uh, like yeah. the ones down front, the only thing oh. that made them special. Mm. Is that they were painted yellow? I don't <laughs> care what people <laughs> say about right? Canadian football <laughs> and where they may land on it. It is probably one of the best places to oh, I had a blast. enjoy it, to watch. Enjoy football, favorite, absolutely. Favorite Doesn't matter if you're a fan of the, the CFL or not. Like Ivor win. Oh, on a See, warm summer day, bunch of Canadian guys beautiful. talking about Canadian football. You know, we don't gotta always talk about American football. Nobody wants to hear Canadians talk about American football. You know, like, I mean, we we should talk about hockey or Canadian football, right? This is more. Well, here's my take on Canadian football. I think one of the reasons why it's so enjoyable is, <laughs> is because um, there's just so many more mistakes that are made. And I, I think it's the what? same reason why junior <laughs> hockey can be Boom enjoyable. Roasted. Boom roasted. <laughs> no, I think it's the same reason why junior hockey and junior hockey champions are is more enjoyable. There's more mistakes. There's more two-on-ones. There's more breakaways right it's the same it's the same thing right there's more defensive breakdowns there's more you know missed plays uh missed catches or whatever and so i don't know that's you can be down 30 nothing in a cfl game and just crazy shit can happen and all of a sudden you're 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 tied anyways yeah there's my take guys do you have any quailin awards for most timely most timely play of the week anything from the past week yeah, I do. I do. All right. Yeah, Mike Quaylen goes with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL oh. draft, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That was uh, That is going right Thank by you, right to the Miami Dolphins. He's along there. He is yep, really fast. Absolutely, He's man. lightning fast. I, didn't, I will say this very quickly because he reminds me of Jarvis Landry. And I hated seeing Jarvis Landry go to this day. I love Jarvis Landry because he never wanted to be out of Miami. He's even said that he would – he would love to go back. So, yep, that's my uh, Quillen. Where is he? What team is he on? John? Cleveland. 
Cleveland. Yeah, that was Adam Gase's one of his many f ups with the Dolphins. My my Quaylen goes to a Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, Jason Spezza. I don't know if you're going to take this oh. one, Chris. So sorry, but no, go uh, ahead. What he did with the Marlies, he uh, he got the team, the the rest of the Leafs uh, together, and they basically paid for the AHL team who's taken a hit in terms of. Um, their salaries and they weren't able to like keep up with the Marley's uh, pay scale. So he got the lease together to donate a bunch of monies. And it was Jason Spezza who, uh, who helped out their AHL team. I think that's great. Cause well, nice. you know, the always hungry league is not fun to play. in, I don't think, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is a classy move by a player. That's not, he's not oh, the most AHL always hungry league. Got it. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I should have, I know the acronyms get ahead of you, John. So, same with Allie. <laughs> yeah. Could you just explain the acronyms, yeah. please? Hold on. I remember. You know, there's, yeah. there's been spits and spats of other... Uh, spits like, and spats. That's good alliteration. Yeah, there you go. A bunch of baseball players tried to do this last year as well and try and help out their guys, but nothing like, you know, nothing like this. And it's pretty great because, like, the hockey players know what it's like but the AHL guys have a way better than than the baseball. Uh, that they're at least going to make some money, and they know they're going to make money. They know they're going to make fifty thousand dollars US a year. That's at least something for them. Uh, but you know, f- for the team to be able to pitch in like that, and all of them say like, "Hey, yeah, we can do this." That's yeah. just class. Yeah, totally. and it wasn't the top guy either. Like Spezza is not the highest paid on the team, right? So like, no. I mean, I'm sure he got the Matthews and the all those guys to pitch in, but yeah, it's great. Yeah. And Joe Thornton. Yeah, no, I heard, I heard, I heard Joe you put, see in, what put the, the most. Uh, you see how Joe's playing now? He's trying to be a big tough guy. Anybody notice this? He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's crazy. Uh, he's, he's but that insane. reminds me, I think it was last week. I love it. My Quaylen Ward was always going to go to Joe Thornton. I was going to be I'm sure one of my ones. Was. Was, yeah. And so, so I, 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 what were you going to say, Jess? I was just going to say, I, I'm surprised that Josh thinks this is uh, unique for Joe Thornton because from what I've heard, he's uh, he plays kind of with a chip on his shoulder for most of his career. Always and has, but he acted classly. It was ridiculous. But anyways, keep going. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got. I love it. I love Joe. I love Jason. I love those uh, fourth-line all-star vets on the Leafs. Oh, so you're a Leafs fan. You guys are listening. Uh, and you're a Flames fan. So we can <laughs> up with Jesse's email address. It's jesse at thatsports.ca. Um, but I, th- there was a great article in The Athletic this week. I, again, we're here pumping articles from The Athletic. But it was just about the friendship between Gord Downey and uh, Joe Thornton. Um, uh, apparently, they both kind of kept it under wraps. But... Uh, Joe Thornton was uh, back and forth between Gord Downey's house for the last, <laughs> for the last like uh, you know six eight months uh, of his life back in 2016 2017 and this the the article is just kind of following them this night on this walk around his neighborhood up and down his street and all this other stuff and interesting yeah. You know what? I lived on that street yeah. for four years, and I never saw Gord. <laughs> never saw Gord Downey. I lived six doors down, six doors away from the guy. I never saw him. You need and to I get sure a dog. Shit never you saw need to get Joe a dog. Start going for walks, man. Um, but uh, 
there's this one guy who lived across the street from him and uh he used to wash his car it, it was just like it was, it was like a four-door sunfire sort of thing and uh he would get out there and he would have the doors open as he's washing the car and he would just have uh the hip just cranked like literally right outside the guy's house he's cranking the hip while he's washing the car and he would just like hope that Gordon yeah. would come out and talk to him be like oh hey so you're a fan uh I love what you did with your uh spinners here on the back of your sunfire <laughs> or just go with the window turn that crap on <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Didn't you have a sunfire at one point, Chris? The only time he ever came out was once I started playing Alanis Morissette. <laughs> I'd be remiss to not um uh Vladdy Guerrero is my uh my quailin. Yeah. Good <laughs> quailin. We were on that. Good quailin, <laughs> yeah, three home runs in a game. Well, it's the first time in like fifty years that a Jay has done that or something like that. And very exciting for us. I mean, we were very critical of him last week, so very exciting for us. Uh, Jays fans to see him finally getting going here. Yeah, I think it's okay to be rationally fanatic. Ao, are we doing a rational fanatic? This is like the perfect segue. Yeah, that that, that was. <laughs> we were going to do. A, we were, seamless, guys. John. We were going to do a rational fanatic with Tua and Mac Jones, but yeah, um, I think that sounds fantastic. But I, I, I think uh, I think John sorted that out in the first segment. Let's be honest, Alex. <laughs> I mean, it's hard with the draft to find out how these things. I think I sorted out. I think I think Mac Jones. I mean, that's cool. Something that Tua couldn't do: forty-five hundred yards in a season. So, Mac Jones wins. Yeah, forty-five hundred yards. Forty-five hundred yards in a season. That's that's going to really translate to the pros. Are are, are they? I'm pretty sure Geno. I'm pretty sure Geno Smith threw for that in like two few games. So, yeah. Who's Geno Smith? Exactly. That's exactly my point. How dare you, sir? <laughs> exactly my point. So my Quaylen Award goes to Julio Daniel Martinez, who hit two home runs tonight. So I'll keep it with baseball, Jess. Two home runs tonight for my Boston Red Sox. And he now has nine on the season, which is leading the major leagues. And thank you, John. You traded him to me last week, and he's still uh, hitting bombs and driving in runs. So... J.D. Martinez, timely. The Red Sox won 6-1 tonight. Oh, no, it's the bottom of the seventh. They're up 6-1 against the Rangers. There you go. Yeah, no worries, because I got Vladdy on my team. So, yeah, I was good at that. Uh, John, you've got, uh, John, you've got our start bench cut for this week. So, fire away. Um, yeah, I'm going to – what I was thinking today, I was uh, trying to think of something different and, you know, maybe keep things a little more interesting. And we've gone through a lot of sports, so I figure this is something kind of a little bit near and dear to to all of us that uh, we all do uh, a similar line of work. Um, I would like the start bench cut is again it's a little bit out there, but we're going to do it. I'd like you to pick between the Hudson's Bay Company, Zellers, and Walmart. And I would like to start it with 
Joshua McClendon. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, John, uh, the, the problem with these, you know, big name department stores is there's just I. Oh, <laughs> uh, can I just? We're all I, listening. I, I just cut all of them. I don't. I don't participate. There's a wonderful documentary you should all watch called "The High Cost of Low Prices." I. I don't. You know. <laughs> Where can we find this? Uh, yeah, I'd like to be educated. Oh, I'm sure they sell it at Walmart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Would it be better? What if I took out Zellers and I put in winners? I, I don't mind winners uh, business okay. model. We do buy a lot of uh, you know uh, overstock. How do you know all this, Josh? I, I spent a lot of time. Uh, I, uh, I know what he's doing, and he's trying to get me on. Our, <laughs> I know what he's doing. This is garbage. I, well, I, I think this is I, this I is great. I think I think I we can use views. this platform for many different. Uh, yeah, I just I, I spent a, a good portion of my time just researching just sweatshops and uh and just advocating and trying to buy clothes ethically which is why i don't have a lot of clothes um and so yeah i've been i've been um i've been anti-walmart for a really long time mainly because actually you know what let's just get into it my dad lost to lost his job because walmart came into hanover and just sort of pushed all these small businesses out of work uh you know it's really uh really affected my family so thanks for that john it got real awkward yeah things got real come on man my family had to go on the toilet we had to go on pogey and yeah that's when you start slinging right yeah start selling mud weed and uh just to make ends meet Anyways, no, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, this, uh, this took a turn that I was not. I don't know. <laughs> I, you would go that way. I'm cut I don't know how to explain this. Uh, explained it well earlier today. <laughs> Forget what I said. Anyways, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cut them all. Cut them all. I'll, Talk I'll stick about with your all-time backfires. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I get what you're saying, Josh. I've been trying to stay away from fast fashion for the last probably about four or five years now. Yep. It's uh, fast it's fashion. I didn't even know that was a term. Yeah. Um, Keep up, Alex. That's well, that. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. No, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was interrupted. I was just going to say one of the reasons why I brought it up because even what Chris is saying, this is uh, this is why if you buy from the TSP store, all our T-shirts and clothing are uh, ethically sourced. Yeah. Well, is that, like, is, is that the tank tops aren't? <laughs> But, but everything else is uh, the yeah the, the and and that's intentional. That's why it's some of the um, delivery times are so long because the uh, you know only certain f- fulfillment sites have the uh, have like where the bags are from. The bags are made in the U.S. with you know U.S. goods that sort of stuff, and the t-shirts are uh, Canadian-made t-shirts. You know. But even then, like Gildan, we don't use any of the Gildan shirts that are made elsewhere because, you know, they were like one of the largest employers in Quebec fashion industry for a long time. But then they, you know, shipped their whole uh, operation overseas as well, you know. And it just contributes to that whole fashion cycle. 
where there's multiple seasons in a in a year so instead of like there being just like your you know fall winter spring summer seasons uh you know the fast fashion retailers like um like old navy the gap those sorts of things they have 10 seasons in a year now so like saint patrick's day becomes its own season easter becomes its own fashion season uh you know, Christmas is its own fashion season. So you have to buy those Christmas 2021 t-shirts from Old Navy and those sorts of things. And then along with that comes new jackets. And then what happens to all that clothes? That doesn't sell. Now those ones can't go to winners, you know, because. Oh, you, you guys know. are opening my eyes tonight. I had no, I, I need to get more informed here. Well, you, you like I have. I haven't really bought that. This is going to sound terrible, and I got to watch because CAS might come after me. But I haven't really bought a lot of clothes for my kids because there's so much clothes that's out there that people just wear Hand once. It down. That's and right. And it's gone. My neighbors, like they buy, I got brand new cleats for my, uh, that they wore once for one season. And then it's like they need new cleats. So there's a conditioning like from society that you need new things. You need to buy new. And that is where box stores like Walmart and, um, and sellers, even though I, I do like sellers because they had the restaurant. Who doesn't love that? Do you guys remember? Did they have I the remember well, restaurant? Restaurant. Yeah. And the lowest price was the law. The lowest price was the law, yeah. Um, Every they, day. Did they have like a, their mascot was like a teddy bear and you had that little Ferris wheel for like a dollar you could go yes. around. Zeddy on Zeddy like, Teddy. Zeddy. Holy cow. You remember the name? <laughs> this is good. This is scratching Josh right where he itches. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was going to make a really good point there and that slipped my mind but yeah um zellers zellers. you know they they make it so that you know people with low income can afford a lot of clothes but it just perpetuates the cycle of of poverty and And, uh, and what about winners what do you like about winners so winners has a a kind of a unique business model where they'll buy over stock uh from the real retailers so you can't go to winners and buy anything online because they don't know what they have in stock each store is run independently sort of by what they can sort of wheel and deal from other agencies. So it's a way of reducing uh, waste. Uh, but but Chris is right. I mean, the, the thrift stores is a good way to, you know, environmentally to find clothes that are, um, yeah, that are just, just there's nothing wrong with them, but they were worn once. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's good. To derail this wonderful podcast, but, you know, that was a good start bench. Cut. I've got, well, I've the got original it. question was who would you bench who would you start who would you cut? <laughs> so, so all you've said is that you cut Walmart yeah definitely cut Walmart uh, I, I guess what was it winners I would start and I would I would bench sellers uh, but I did like the restaurant I think I ate in there like once I can't really remember but it was it was all it right. really made an impression you loved the restaurant well, it, oh, yeah. yeah my my grandpa he he used to eat breakfast at uh, the Zeller's restaurant like like weekly. Pensioners, like least, right? Yeah. 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 Take us there for hot dogs. And do you remember going to the Eaton's restaurants? No. John? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, Eaton's had a nice little restaurant in it. It was... Uh, it was like a, a cafeteria, but like like a little bit fancier than the Zeller's. So sorry, I'm not from here. Eaton's, oh, not the on. Eaton Center. There was like a store called Eaton's. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, there was like the three bigger 
was the three big ones were Eaton's, no one in particular, or Sears, and um, Honest Hudson's. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot. I was going to throw an Honest yeah, Egg in there. I only know Eaton's as the Eaton Center. I don't even know there which was a why. store called Eaton's. Yeah, which is why yeah, it's Eaton's. Uh, um, weren't there Eaton's out east? No. Not that yeah. I remember. You know, it's funny. I knew a uh, I knew a guy from Newfoundland, and he said to me one day that back in Newfoundland, he was called Hollywood. That's cool. The kids would call him Hollywood. And I was like, why would they call you Hollywood? And he's like, because I got all my clothes from the Sears catalog. And I just fucking died. That is like the most Canadian thing ever. And I was just like, so from then on, it was always like, hey, Hollywood. Like, I could not call this guy anything else. And he loved it. And yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh my God, that was one of the best things. Yeah. So Eaton's was similar to Sears. Uh, like, do you remember when there was a Sears in the in the Eaton Center, Alex? Yeah. Do I remember when there was a Sears in the Eaton Center? Yeah. yeah. That closed yeah. like a few years ago. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was the Eaton's. Oh, okay. That was the Eaton's like flagship store. Huh. Yeah. Western Canada had a few Eaton's, but they almost all died out in the mid '80s. Yeah, but I remember my grandma would always talk about going to the Eatons when it was no longer Eatons, but that's just how she knew it. Yeah, in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Really quickly, just going for—I know we were talking about like ethical social justice things, so I'm going to do a little one little debaucherous thing to you know balance it out. Um, for all those uh, gamblers out there, my pick of the week here is uh, the Raptors are playing the Clippers on Tuesday. And uh, we don't know exactly what the odds are going to be on Tuesday, but I got to I got to say there might be a few uh, bitter Raptors fans thinking they're somehow going to do an upset. So I would keep an eye on the clip picking the Clippers as long as the odds are reasonable, so you can get a decent payout out of it. But the Clippers are going to crush the Raptors on Tuesday. Uh, oh, so, so your your tips are all about the heavy favorites. So you're just going to so say I, the heavy so, favorites so full the way my gambling works is high risk, high reward. And in, 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 in that sense, I say you need to bet a lot to make a lot, but uh, your chances of winning are high. You've been listening to Jesse Hove's Gambling Corner. I don't DSP. think you should be gambling to make money. That's just, you just gamble it to, you know, have fun, right? Wait, is this a career opportunity? That's, you... that's seems but counterintuitive. I don't Jeff, think you'll ever win if you Jess keep paid his rent one time, Josh. I paid my rent from the Dallas Mavericks. Thank you very much. Then you got to be a Mavericks fan, I suppose. Well, after the Raptors, yeah. They're, they're up there for sure. Well, that's sports. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about next week. We can talk more about the jerseys uh, with um, Ryan Dillon. Uh, great comedian out of St. John's, Newfoundland. He's been on Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Yeah, serious, uh, serious places stuff like nonstop. He's just, he's just brilliant. His Instagram and Twitter are just, uh, is really ridiculously funny. So he's got some funny stories around uh, the St. John's Maple Leafs from back in those days. So that'll be a pretty good one. You've been listening to that sports podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Check us out online. Check our website www.thatsports.ca. We'll have a weekly poll up uh, this past was tremendous thank you to chris for putting those up we'll have a new one this week probably on jerseys uh check us out on social media instagram facebook twitter take it away steve benjamins